And welcome, everybody. This is Games Over Plastic, episode number two. As you can see, if you're watching the video version at youtube.com slash midnightdt, we are now on camera. That's right. We're finally bringing cameras to everybody. We're excited to do that. Games Over Plastic, episode two, the podcast, which is for the agnostic gamer. Just video games, just fun, no console war, no fanboy stuff over here. As I said, I'm Midnight, and I, as always, I am joined by my two amazing co-hosts. First of all, we have the man, the myth, the legend, the master platinum trophy hunter, Sean Mason. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I had a little technical difficulties with the camera and the headphones, but we got it all covered, all ready to go. I'm really excited to you know, be back for episode two. People seem to like episode one from the comments, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me again. Well, I mean, I'm always going to be here, but thanks for inviting me. You better always be here. You're not allowed to leave. <laughs> not allowed to leave. And last but absolutely not least, we have the man who does it all, the jack of all trades, as he described himself, the graphics guru. You see these thumbnails, you see these backgrounds, this amazing artwork, which makes our show look way more professional than it really is, is all thanks to this man, Hodge. What's up, man? How you doing? The, the the real quote is jack of all trades master of none because i'm not great at anything i was trying to be nice i didn't I want just, to throw in the second part <laughs> i just know how to do things just not how to do things well but happy to be here i've been actually excited i was like can we just move to weekly already but i know that's not what we're doing yet but maybe one day we'll get some uh every other week episodes as well but yeah i was looking forward to getting back to doing this again because Everyone was super nice about the first episode, said kind, kind things, and yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it so far, so let's keep this ball rolling. Yes, sir. Yeah, the feedback was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I got feedback from uh, friends and coworkers. They listened to the podcast, and they were like, it's it's really good. Yeah. Um, you guys get some good feedback, too, I assume? Yeah, I didn't uh, show it to coworkers because I... I'm, I'm the kind of person who separates his life completely from work. I don't hang out with coworkers or anything. People I've had coworkers like call me a mystery. I'm like, I'm a pretty open book to the people I know, but at work, I'm just like, I got to show up, do my work and go home. So I'm a completely different person there, but I didn't show them, but I showed it to some friends. Um, my parents used to listen to my old podcast. I didn't even bother with this when they don't play video games. So I didn't even, I was like, yeah, you don't need to listen. You, you won't care. But yeah, from, from uh, our friends, I've heard a lot of, a lot of kind words. Yeah, I got some uh, positive reactions from people. The only negative reaction I got was from my dad. He told me, you know what, you're terrible at this, so you can just leave. He told me I can never <laughs> come to his house again. I was like, Dad, that's a little excessive, but all right. Yeah, that's, that's not nice. It's a little, a little harsh. Yeah. A little harsh. Um, Sean, I don't know if you want to get into what you do for a living, but um, are you going to share with your coworkers? Um, I already did share with one of my coworkers who – my one coworker who plays video games, my friend Scott, um, he's actually really into Suicide Squad right now, um, which is hilarious. He had been waiting for this. We had been talking about this game since we both got hired. We got hired in the same year, like right after we both graduated college. And like that was like, you know, six years ago. He had been talking about Suicide Squad game. So he was like really hyped for it. Um, but he listened last week, uh, two weeks ago, and he really liked it. And he was like asking me, he's like, oh, and he asked me last Monday. He's like, where's the new episode? I'm like, oh, it's going to be every other week. He's like, oh, <laughs> but uh, he did like it. He enjoyed it. 
I did see a few yeah. of those uh those messages of just I, I think what Zach posted like oh when I'm on waiting for Monday for gra- games over graphic but it's every other week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you guys want it to be every week? The thing about it for me, if we just had to come in here and record, I'd be cool with doing every week. But there's a lot of behind the scenes work that the the audience doesn't see. Like I spent like five, six hours editing and and rendering and uploading the uh, the podcast. So I don't know if I want to do that every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't and know. What do you guys think? That could be one of those things we decide later down the road. Yeah. We've just, yeah. We've just for now some special episodes that we could do in the future but we'll just leave that as a tease for everyone right now yeah a little tease yeah yeah we we probably will have some special one-off episodes that'll come in our off weeks so look forward to that um anyway so games over plastic the podcast as we just mentioned will go up every other week on mondays available on my youtube channel midnight uh midnight dt is the youtube channel if you just search for games over plastic you'll find it it is also available on spotify and thanks to Hodge, we are now also on Apple Podcast and soon to be available on what was it? Uh, uh, Pocket Cast. And I think we're also on Overcast is I believe what it's called. Um, but yeah, pretty much. I think I think once it gets on Apple, it automatically goes to most other podcast apps because they kind of most places use Apple as their like RSS, I don't know, library or whatever. So if it's with it being on Apple, it should be on everything else. But if not, let us know and I can look into it. Heck yeah. So we are invading your ears from all, <laughs> avail- all available services. So look forward to that. Thank you so much, everybody who tuned in and gave us feedback for episode one. And if you're back again hearing our voices now, we really appreciate you. Uh, leave a like on the video. Rate us five stars on podcast apps. That'll really help us out. Maybe we'll find some new people who don't already know us, which would be great. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, If you have topics or questions for us that you want us to get to on YouTube, leave a comment in the uh, in the comment section and with your questions, topic ideas and things like that. And if we like it, we may bring it up and mention it on an episode. So you may hear your name on an episode. Who knows? All right. Anything else that we should cover here before we jump into the fun stuff? You guys got anything that we want to bring up? No. I, other just, than no. I've, I've, I'll talk about this later. But I've, I watched Starship Troopers again recently for a very obvious reason that we'll get to later. But <laughs> yeah, I want, I wonder what that reason is. Yeah, um, play, any, playing a lot. Any of thoughts? Fantasy, so. no. <laughs> any thoughts or uh, what did you think of Starship Troopers? I mean, I watched it back in high school. I, I loved it. It's such a, it's such a hokey, over the top, like your patriotism kind of movie. So I've always loved that movie. So I watching it again in context with why people are watching it nowadays. It's uh, such great. It's a great movie. Everyone should watch it. Yes, sir. I haven't seen it in ages. I might watch it sometime. And a young Denise Richards, just yes, just yes. I have a lot to say. Uh, Speaking of television, I, uh, I just finished season one and two of uh, invasion, which is a show on Apple TV. Um, I signed up for a, yeah, it's, it's like aliens are invading earth and it's really cool. Hmm. Um, I signed up for Apple TV recently, a three-month trial. I think you can still get it. It's on Best Buy. If you just go on Best Buy app or website and just search for Apple TV three-month, it's free. It's $0. You add it to your cart, and you check out. And then you just get a, you just get like a link or a code or whatever, and you get three months free of Apple TV. Hmm. It's not just for uh, new people either. It works for returning people as long as you've been inactive for like a little while. 
Um, but they have a lot of really good shows. I got like six shows that I want to watch, like really cool premises. Um, like there's one that's called, I think, For All Mankind, where it's like the space race never ended. And the Russians actually made it to the moon first. And like the premise and everything just sounds really cool. So I'm going to be getting to all those shows. Um, Sean, are you a, are you a big TV movie guy? Uh, I, I like movies. I'm not huge into. I'm more into like I, I really like to read. Like I'm I'm big into reading. Um, but I, I do like I do watch a lot of anime. If I, I have to say, I do watch a lot of anime. And I, I do watch a lot of sports. Basically, that's that's my TV consumption is uh, sports and anime. So um, I actually was on vacation this week for, off from work. We had a little little one week break from uh, school up here in Massachusetts. So I and you know none of my other friends are teachers around here. So you know I was basically you know, by myself all week, just hanging out. I watched a lot of uh, anime. I also started on Apple TV. I started two series. I started Dynasty, that Patriots series about the Patriots, basically 20 year dominance of the NFL. I know some people don't like it. Listen, Brady's the goat. So I'm going to say, well, that can be that. We can, we can no, debate that on another podcast. Um, I didn't agree and I also started. I didn't agree with it until he uh, got that sixth ring. And then I was like, all right, maybe he is. <laughs> and now he has seven. Um, yeah. Uh, I started Masters yeah. of the Air, the war drama. I want, I want to say that too. That looks good. It is phenomenal. If you're at all interested in history, like definitely check it out. And I, I'm not the biggest history guy, but it was really, I, I, I've really enjoyed it. I've only watched like I've watched the first four episodes, and it's been really good. But other than that, you know, I've been watching a lot of anime, um, and reading a lot of books. That's that's basically it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I was surprised really about I this isn't an Apple TV podcast, everybody. This is a gaming podcast, but <laughs> I'm really a big Apple TV fan. Like, and it's funny because I'm I've always been kind of an Apple hater, you know. I'm a, team Android. I have an Android phone. Um, I always thought Apple was kind of overpriced. I thought Apple TV was a meme. But let me tell you, I they might have one of the best streaming services out there. The amount of shows that they have with just amazing premises, and I've watched like three or four of the shows, and they've all been really good um they got some great content so i highly recommend go on best buy or whatever get you that three-month trial get your binge on they got some good stuff i just want to say thank you to my sister for giving me her apple tv password that's all i gotta say (laughs) there you go shout out at least some places to let you password share yeah they've they've not said anything yeah yeah (laughs) that's a beautiful thing all right boys we've been going for 10 and a half minutes now let's go ahead and jump into the game shall we um, so we're going to go ahead and start this episode off with what we're what we've been playing. We wanted to get to this last week, but last week's episode was a bit long with everything that was going on. So we punted it to this week. So we're going to go ahead and get into what we're playing right now and what we've just recently beat and just talk about some games. After that, we're going to get into Xbox news. We're going to talk about the Nintendo Direct. It's going to be a fun show. So make sure you stick around. There will be timestamps available. Look forward to that. There should be timestamps on the YouTube, on the Spotify, everywhere. So let's start with what we're playing, and why don't we go ahead and kick this off with Hodge. You want to tell us about what you've been playing? All right, so I've normally my what we've been playing or what are we playing segment, I won't have this many games, but I wanted to talk about all these games for like the last three or four weeks that we've been, as we've been playing the podcast we wanted to talk about. So uh, first, quickly, I could go through, I beat probably a week and a half ago, I beat Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Um... It was a very, 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 very good game. I my only complaint, it, even though I don't have this, I'm this is going to be completely um, hypocritical, but because normally I don't ever talk bad about games at age, but you could feel the PSP 
bits oh, yeah. of this game yeah. where it's like every single time an enemy pops up it's like you know like well fight begin or whatever and then you kill him it's like fight end. it's just that little pause is just enough to drive me crazy at this point because i'm so used to games being so quick but the plot itself awkward. i loved the story obviously of zach and uh, it, it's it was a great game it's just that little one thing of the psp just like uh where it has to like start every battle with like the begin and end i'm like i know i know they're i see them i don't need you to tell me <laughs> this fight is starting that's like my only little complaint but i i loved it other other than that um okay yeah i have a question yeah so before you get into your next game mm -hmm. so crisis core final fantasy 7 right now you guys are on you guys are jumping on me for not playing the original final fantasy 7 and i'm going to play it you've convinced me I'm going to play it. Yes. Where does this fit in and what order do I need to play these games in? You play, you play Crisis Core Final after Fantasy. you play OG. Yeah. So I yeah. play the OG, then I play Crisis Core. Yes. yes. And, then remake. and the remake the remake is just its own thing. It's like a separate sequel type thing. Don't even worry about it. Well, but do play it. It's I um, would say you should play the OG and Crisis Core first and then play the remake. Yes. But I mean, I think you could probably get away with playing remake and sequent and rebirth without playing them but you'll get so much more out of it if you played mm -hmm. the original in crisis core every person who has beaten remake which is another list uh or game on my list that i'll talk about every person who's beaten it has says i see why you're supposed to play the first one first or the original first so especially just, after you go back yeah so i'll 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 just say that about it but uh yeah crisis core would be after og final fantasy 7 before remake Okay. Um, That's I, what I'm going to do. Yeah. I don't know if anyone has anything else to say about that game. I know you guys have beaten, or Sean's beaten it. Uh, oh, I, I love this game. Um, I, lo I love Crisis Core. Um, I definitely hear you on, it definitely feels like a PSP game. Uh, mm -hmm. So much to the point that when I was uh, originally, when they re released it on PS five like like 2020 like december 2022 i started mm -hmm. playing it i was like wow and i ended up actually picking up my psp and playing it on my psp i'm like this feels so much better as a handheld although yeah. like i said the, the story like you said the story is amazing and i mm -hmm. zach i love zach yeah yeah the one thing i gotta say though is in final fantasy 7 and just all the lore around the whole fantasy seven world they make it seem like zach and cloud were just like these best friends that were inseparable and in the game they just kind of know each other and so i'm just like yeah. so i don't really buy like the he was like my friend and he get he gifted me the buster sword and all this like i'm like i mean i had i felt more between angeal and zach than zach and cloud like yeah it's like a lot of a lot of off-screen uh relationship building there yeah yeah that was that yeah. was another little thing i was just like oh i expected them to be like buddy buddy in this and it's just kind of like cloud shows up and he's kind of there i'm like oh okay <laughs> but yeah um the other games i have a couple games that i don't have to talk too much about but i i dropped actually sea of stars uh i played it for man close to 20 hours and there's just one point in the game i don't want to spoil it but there's one point where i'll just say the it changes the vibe of the game and it took me out of it. I couldn't do it anymore. I, I understand that there's a lot of people who like it, but it, when that moment hit, I was just like, Oh, that's not what I was getting out of this game. And all of a sudden it hit and I was just like, ah, I just can't, I, I don't know. It took me completely out of it. I know up, up until that, I loved this game. 
Like I'm not, I've never been a huge turn-based um, RPG kind of player, but I loved how this one went, like having the reaction time of when you throw the moonerang and you have to hit bounce it back and forth and uh, charge up the sun uh, ball from uh, what's his face. Uh Speaking of which, the two main characters to me were just kind of blue hair and yellow hair. They had no personality. Also, it was all the characters around them that you're like, oh, I love these people. But the two people you played as, it was, I understand that in RPGs, it's like you put yourself in that shoe and you kind of view the world through their eyes. But they just didn't really have much of a personality. So I was just, I didn't care for them. But everything else in the game, the music, the pixel art, the gameplay, I loved it all. But yeah, once it hit that that moment in the game i was just like i I, i'm done i can't do this anymore uh but i don't know how you guys feel about sea of stars looks cool haven't played it um maybe one day i will yeah but it's not it's not on like the immediate to-do list yeah um i played it um i had really high expectations going in and i'm not saying it's a bad game it was a good game but it didn't live up to the expectations i um was expecting uh, I like you, Hodge. I didn't find the pro- two protagonists that like intriguing. Uh, mm-hmm. Zale and Valerie are their names. Oh yeah. Um, I'm just also just terrible with names in general. So oh, that's don't worry really about it. Um, personal with this game. I I think the NPC characters, like the the people you meet, are so much more interesting. But yeah. I found the story to be didn't really catch me didn't really capture me at all i was hoping for like i i kept like going like i I can see where this is going i can see why so many people like this but i i found it a very very much like a vanilla jrpg j it's not even it's it's a jrpg inspired game uh it's very vanilla though um so like i said i came in i was like oh my gosh this could be like my this could be like right up there for like a top five or a game of the year contender for me last year when i everything i saw in the videos and everything I, i bought it day one I got the physical edition. I'm like, this is, I'm like ready to go. And then I played through it and I was like, Oh, definitely was below my expectations. Didn't even make my top 10 last year. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one, actually, I don't even really need to talk that much about this one. Cause I haven't played it since hell divers came out, but I play Fortnite a lot with my friends and I, I just kind of threw that in there. Cause that's something I always hop in. We drop in where we drop in boys kind of situation. Uh, but I haven't played it actually much since Helldivers came out week and a half, two and a half weeks ago, however long it's been. Uh, but democracy. Yeah, I play. I've played. I think I have like I can't even remember how like ninety days in Fortnite already <laughs> since it came out in twenty eighteen or whatever. Yeah, so I've played. I've played a, a lot, a lot of that game. But yeah, I haven't played much since Helldivers. Um, also, last week between the two episodes. I just spent one day and I beat Tinykin again. I love, love this game. I I, be, I played on Game Pass when I was super excited for it to come out. So when it got announced for Game Pass, I was hyped. So I played it on Game Pass and I saw it was on sale on PlayStation. So I was like, I got the hundred or the thousand gamer score, the Xbox Platinum basically uh, uh, for it. And then so I got the Platinum also on PlayStation. So I've beaten it all the way through twice. If anyone likes the Pikmin kind of type gameplay, it's only a six hour game and that's with the platinum if you're really looking for everything. So it's a really short game. Very cute. The little tiny kin creatures are adorable. Uh, you just play as this little guy who's kind of like in a honey. I shrunk the kids situation. He's a little guy running through a house and each level is just a different room in the house. There's a bathroom. There's a, 
there's like a garden uh there's a bedroom it's it's just a really really cute game really fun game it was honestly might be my favorite game of the year it came out i can't remember which year but i remember 2022 yeah, I just remember that year. Everyone's like talking about these games that came out, and I was like, "Tiny can sweep." <laughs> I loved it so much. It was such a fun game. But I don't know if any, uh, either of you have played it. Yeah, I, I I'm played not Tiny even Kin. sure what it is. Yeah, I played it when it came out. Uh, I was really hyped for it when the uh, when I saw the initial like reveal trailer. Mm-hmm. It looked really fun, and it definitely was a one of those games that's like a cozy game. You can play it, and yeah. just like it's not like heavy on like you know you're not gonna be like totally enthralled in this like epic adventure it's it's a fun little fun little romp i yeah. i really enjoyed when i played it. i haven't played it since it came out though so um i'm a little hazy on some of the um like you know overall game um but the the gameplay is so much fun yeah yeah i uh it's it's one of, it's a collectathon so if you don't want to have to try and find all the pollen to like get the trophy i understand if that's not your type of thing but i do love that kind of game especially once you get to the end game where all you're doing is trying to collect the rest of the the you know stuff that's still in the game just it's just a podcast game throw on a podcast and just run around uh the first time i played it even the second time i played i had a dumb smile on my face the entire time because it's just such a cute yeah like you said cozy game that i absolutely love it i highly highly recommend it to anyone uh if I ever do get an indie channel off the ground, like I kind of want to do, uh, which don't anyone keep your hopes up. I, I'm a very busy do person. It. Uh, eventually one day, Tiny Kin probably be the first game I cover because I do love this game that much. If it had merch, I'd buy it. But like I'd get, a, I'd buy a little plush Tiny Kin if they sold them. But I don't know if they do. I haven't looked. But I, yeah, I adore, adore that game. All um, right. And then next. Playing one other game, right? Pardon? I got two. I said you're playing another game too. Yeah, I got two. Oh. I got two others. Uh, we can. Uh, my last one, I'm gonna might talk for a little while about it, but uh, I'm re I'm replaying Final Fantasy VII Remake because, as I talked about last week, um, I'm the kind of gamer who, if a new sequel is coming out, I have to play every uh, game leading up to it. Just I don't know why. It's it's a broken part of my brain that I feel like I have to do it to, to remind myself what's happening because I have a terrible memory, thanks to alcohol. Um, but Final Fantasy VII Remake, I've been replaying it. I'm only through Chapter 3 after a week, because another game has been taking my time. But I've this game is it's so special. I, like, I remember when they announced it, I was just hyped, because it's like Final Fantasy VII is not universally, but mostly universally like the most beloved Final Fantasy of all the games. And for a reason, it's amazing. So when they announced the remake, of course, when they announced the remake, I was like, oh, it's exclusive to PlayStation for a bit. I'll get it when it comes to Xbox. Well, we're still waiting on that one. But uh, so when they announced Intermission, actually, that like the PS5 upgrade version where the Yuffie DLC, that's actually when I bought it. So I never played it on PS4. I've been playing it on that clear, crisp 60 FPS on PS5. And... I'm um, just replaying through it. It's it's such a great game. I'm yeah, like I said, only chapter three, so I still have a ways to go. But even from what I've played, it's it's so good. It's just I love it. I don't <laughs> like. We'll talk about Rebirth a lot when that comes out. I'm sure, but as of right now with just remake, I'm I'm in love with this game. I if I'm just more in love with the next game I'm going to talk about. But yeah, I know you guys have played it as well, or Sean has. Yeah, <laughs> Sean. Oh my god! Uh, 
I lo- absolutely love remake. Um, I got it day one. I'll I'll never forget when I got it because we were in peak lockdown during COVID, and um, I like just that's all I did. I just marathon that game. Um, all I basically did during COVID was run, cook slash bake, and play video games. And Final Fantasy, I I rebirth. I I played basically nonstop. I beat it in like four days, and then I went back and just. I kept pl- I played it over and over again. I got the platinum and I absolutely loved it. And then when they, they did the integrate for PS5, I played it again on PS5 and I, I can't get enough of that game. Like I just can't get enough of it. The way that they portrayed Midgar in like a full on 3D giant world, not pixelated, not blocky like on the PS1 was insane. It blew me away. Like I had such high expectations and they completely overshot them. Um, the, from the music, the gameplay, just the enemies, the characters, and, you know, giving so much more, um, like, dialogue to, like, Jesse and Biggs and Wedge. I think in the original, I think Jesse pretty much only says, like, two lines the entire game. Yeah. Like, in the beginning. And this, <laughs> and like, this game, a whole you get, they get you to love her. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a whole chapter, though. You just, you find out so much more about her. Mm-hmm. Um, Wedge and Biggs, oh, my gosh. Made me, I, I, I couldn't believe how much more i appreciate them appreciated them barrett was phenomenal he's hilarious sounds just like i expected like pretty much exactly the way i I expected him to sound from playing the og um overall it was just amazing and just the way that the game is not like a real remake i have so many like theories and i i've talked to them i've talked to them with people before Uh, me and my dad had like a after the game because i was still living at home at the time after the game me and him both played it. We had like a three and a half to four hour conversation about what we think is going on. And now with Rebirth coming up, it, it's going to be insane. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. The, uh, um, yeah, because in the, I remember when they announced it in the original, they talked about how, or people were like talking about how it's like, they were like, it's only going to set be set in Midgard. And I was like, that's like an hour or two of the game. Why are we, only going we're going to spend 40 hours or uh, like 30 hours or whatever it is in just midgar when it's only the first opening of the game basically and yeah they knocked it out of the park um all right yeah that's crazy i've been been going forever so i'll try and keep this next one close tight i mean i just i have nothing to say hold on oh sorry i want i want to i want to talk about final fantasy 7 remake real quick um because i played it i loved it i played it i think on ps5 i don't think i played it on the ps4 not sure but i definitely played it on the ps5 and i played the ufi dlc beautiful game amazing game i have not played the original as we talked about which i plan to do sometime maybe this year we'll see but uh it's just a phenomenal game um they made that midgar section feel like a full game it didn't feel like it was padded it felt it felt natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say that shout out to my boy Barrett. Barrett was my favorite uh, player to control and combat. It wasn't not in the beginning. In the beginning, I was using a lot of cloud and stuff like that. But towards the latter half and latter end of the game, I really was getting into Barrett. It was just fun, like just spraying people down with the minigun. And then, it, you know, the meter charges up and then you hit like a triangle or whatever. And then it's got boom, 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 like the grenade launcher on him. And then you do your abilities too. He had some cool, powerful abilities. He was just a lot of fun, just spraying and praying, just gunning people down. Man, I can't wait for Rebirth. But I don't want to get into that uh, too much right now because we have... Uh, a structure so what was your next game Hodge? yeah so lastly but definitely not leastly uh 
I've been, as everyone basically on the internet has been playing, uh, I've been playing Helldivers 2, and I haven't had this much fun with a, just a co-op game since, well, Fortnite when that launched, but that's a different kind of thing because that's a PvP where this is PvE. I haven't had this much fun since, honestly, which another game we'll talk about later, back in the Battlefront days playing split screen with people just going through waves of stormtroopers, super battle droids, you know, the works just going in and, and like the old halo days, the squat, let's squat up the left for dead days. Just it's this vibe that honestly, I've, you know, we're even, even for Sean, who's the youngest of us, this is like something that we haven't felt since we were kids. Like, or just even younger, like me in high school, like, or even Nazi zombies from world at war, just getting on and just always having people like we need to squat up and, you know, do this. And that's how hell divers is now. It's like, every time I get on someone from my friends list, just jumps on the ship with us. It's just like, Oh crap, we got four already. Like, and then some people text like, Hey, you need a fourth. I'm like, sorry, we're on the full squad. It's ah, sorry. Like, it's just that popular of a game that everyone's playing. And, we don't have to get too much into the nitty gritty of each kind of thing. I could talk about, I'll, this will be on my, what are we playing for the next two months? I'm sure at least. And so I can talk about it as much, but just, I want to get into just the, the fun of just the squad up and co-op of get in there, do the missions, find the side missions if you want extract and just the hilarity of the, like someone throws down a, uh, like a carpet bomb from a, like an orbital thing. And you, cause when you, you punch in like a code to bring everything in and then you throw it like a grenade. And if you throw it at something wrong, it's going to bounce back at you. And you're like, Oh crap, run. Because this thing's about to come in and blow you up. And it's just hilarious. I have so many clips saved in my phone already that I've posted on our discord of just the stupid crap that happens where it's like, you got me killed. And it's like, you never get mad about it. You're always just laughing your ass off. Cause it's just fun with your friends. And that's just what I'd love the most about this game. The lore of course is hilarious. They're like the super troopers over exaggerated patriotism of like you, it's your duty to die for the planet kind of thing. And it has that kind of over the top humor, but it's, it, I love it. I, I can't say enough about this game, but I don't know if either of you have played Helldivers yet at all. Um, so, yeah, Helldivers, I have not played it. Um, I have seen quite a bit of it. Um, the game looks awesome. It looks so good. It looks so fun. Um, shout out to uh, Arrowhead. Shout out to PlayStation. They got one. Mm -hmm. um, this is a big game. Everybody's playing it. It's it's breaking some records. It was like... This is like 400,000 or more concurrent players yeah, on Steam. On Steam yeah. um, they're just killing it, so happy for them. You love to see it. Yeah. The game looks really fun. Um, I can see the appeal in it. It's got those viral moments where you, like, you accidentally team kill your uh, your people like mm -hmm. with a ricochet bomb or yeah. a, a misplaced <laughs> orbital strike, or they run into it and just get destroyed, and that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so it's got those viral, shareable moments. Um, my couple of my friends actually tried to get me to play it. They're like, yo, get on, get on and play. And I kind of want to, but I'm staying strong because I know if I jump on the live service like that, it's just going to eat all of my time and I'm just going to be playing it all the time. So even though I kind of want to play it, I'm holding off. I'm staying abstinent because I need to stick to these games that I'm playing. I got all these single player games that I want to beat. Yeah. Like great games that I want to get to that we can talk about on the show. So yeah. I haven't played Helldivers 2 yet, but it does look phenomenal. And uh, what about you, Sean? 
Uh, so I've not played it yet. Um, I tried to jump into a game like once and I couldn't get into the game. This is like earlier in the week though. And uh, I tried for like an hour, hour and a half and I just couldn't, I wouldn't let me get in. So I have not played it. It's definitely not my type of game. Like I'm not, like I said, I'm not big into like the multiplayer um, online games, but being that it's not a PVP game, it's kind of like a, it's a team up teamwork game, kind of like a horde mode. I think I could really get into it. Um, mm-hmm. I will eventually try it probably sometime next week, but I, I do have my hands full with a couple other games and, you know, with rebirth coming out, I'm going to be deep into that. So we'll see. Uh, it looks fun. Um, I've only, I, unlike most people, I have like not seen anything like about this game. I've not looked at gameplay videos. I've not really looked at anyone's videos they've shared. Uh, I've seen like the trailers for it and I've seen the gameplay from like when they did the, some promotion for it, but that's it. I've, I, I really don't know what to expect when I jump in, but Hodge, I can see, I can see the joy in your face when you talk about this game. And I love that because people should just be playing games that they enjoy. And I was like, that's like the mm-hmm. best part of gaming. Yeah. No need to yeah. play games you don't enjoy. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah I've seen some fun. funny clips that you shared in discord where like people like dolphin dive off of the cliff and die and just people getting blown up and it's just hilarious. Yeah, because uh, it definitely looks like a good one. It's cool because it's one of those games where it's, you know, it's not quote unquote realistic, but it has realistic kind of gameplay of there's fall damage. If you jump off a cliff that's too high, you're going to get hurt. If you actually have, you have to actually reload your weapon when when you run out of ammo, it doesn't auto do it. Uh, if you reload while you still have bolts in your clip, you lose those bullets. It's not like Call of Duty where they just kind of go back into your, you know, uh, bandolier or whatever. It's just you lose the, the – so you have to make sure you empty that clip before you have to reload. Uh, yeah, and then obviously with the, the, the friendly fire, you have to not – do that because you're gonna you get nine uh 20 lives and then once you hit zero there's a two minute cooldown for the next life to come back so you have to make sure once you hit zero everyone needs to stay alive or else because you only can only get one person back every two minutes so you have to kind of make sure as funny as it is to you know (laughs) to accidentally kill your teammate you don't want to waste them all because especially once you get to the more challenging modes when you're fighting three bile titans at once you're just like uh i'm going to die so yeah, you want to make sure you're using your uh, inventory correctly. But yeah, it's it. I can't. I could talk about this game all day, but I'm not going to because we are on a time budget. So yeah. <laughs> all right. So that was Hell Divers two. Um, I think that was your last game, Hodge. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. All right. Some good games. Some good games. We'll definitely talk about them again. I'm sure. Um, so moving on to me, um, I am only playing one game. Um, This game has dominated my life. This game is a massive time sink. This is a game, guys. This is a real game. I am playing the game of the year from last year, Baldur's Gate 3. Um, This game is absolutely phenomenal. Shout out to Larian. They killed it with this game. Um, I can't believe it. I started on January 2nd. I went back and looked. So from January 2nd until today, which is February 24th that we're now recording this, that is the only game that I have played this entire year. Um, and not not because I don't want to play other games, but because this game is just so massive. It's just dominated 100% of my time. It's so good. I'm at like 115 hours played, I believe. Wow. Um, I'm in Act 3. I'm at the very end. I'm at the finish line. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I can see it. Um, I think I only have like four tasks left. 
that I know of, like the four big things that I need to do. I'm not going to say what they are. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but this game is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm playing as, uh, for people who are playing the game or are interested in the lore, just, you know, I'm playing as a, a half-orc paladin, two-handed weapon, just big crits, big crits go burr, lots of fun. <laughs> um, my romance, you know, there's romance in the game. They have really amazing companions in this game that are, every, obviously everything's fully voiced. Um, and, like, these people have great stories, great moments with choice and consequence. Uh, my romance for this playthrough is Lazelle. Shout out to Lazelle. Uh, very slept on. You know, a lot of people don't like her because she is kind of, she's kind of a bitch, to be to be <laughs> frank. She's kind of a bitch in the early game. She's very harsh and hostile. And she's kind of <laughs> like, she's kind of like, do you want? Leave me alone. Let's go kill these people. Hurry up and take me to the crash. You know, it's like, but she really, like, once you get to know her, she really warms up and becomes very, like, uh, softer and more, uh, you know, more whatever. It's just it's just so good. The combat is great. Shout out to Baldur's Gate 3. Um, I'm sure most of you already know and are familiar with this game. It's absolutely the game of the year for me um, for last year, I guess, even though I played it this year. Um, and when I get to at the end of the year, I like to do a video on my channel where I like rank all the games that I played for the year. So 2024, when that video comes out later, it, Baldur's Gate 3 is going to be hard to top. Let me just say that. <laughs> the top, that game is so good. Last year, you had what? Top 23. This year, you're going to have top five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think what's next for me after Baldur's Gate 3, I'm eyeing that Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. I think that's going to be the next game that I'm going to play. Um, but yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, absolute. It's just, it's a labor of love. You can just tell the effort that they, those devs poured into this game. It's just dripping and oozing with production and, and triple a value everywhere um and it's just so fun um do you guys have anything to say about Baldur's gate 3 have any, either of you guys played it uh yeah i played through uh Baldur's gate 3 last year uh i really enjoyed it i went in not expecting to uh, actually not really expecting much uh actually Lockmort convinced me to play it shout out to lock i do have a promise for him i promised him i would platinum it didn't give him a time frame, but I will platinum it on PlayStation <laughs> at some point. I know it's going to take me Dude, forever. Dude, that's, um, that's a serious platinum. Uh, I played as a gnome. I went as a gnome, and I was a rogue. So I was a little stealthy, sneaking around, you know, pickpocketing, stealing things. Yep. The dialogue is fantastic. That's what really made me um, realize how insane this game was. The dialogue is fantastic. From almost every interaction matters. Like, every single time you talk to someone... It's like a full-on conversation. What you say is going to matter. And the choices are so vague that sometimes you're like, oh, I think it's going to go this way. And you pick that and you're like, that's not what I intended at all. I did not want that to happen. And then you have to deal with it. I did, I did, I'm not resetting. I didn't do any of that. Um, I really can't wait to get back to it. It's definitely going to be a game that I probably this summer I'm going to replay again and completely change the way I played it. With the, uh, the vague things i always think of that moment in mass effect where you're talking to that reporter and if you do like the mean one you just you literally just punch her in the face <laughs> Dude, that's a classic yeah classic gaming moment but uh yeah i i haven't played Baldur's gate 3 it's i've heard you know obviously nothing but glowing reviews i'm sure i'd enjoy it but that's just one of those games where it's like it's so long that i just i don't think i'll ever get to it i have and but it is so cool like even speaking back to Helldivers 2, like these smaller studios, I know isn't, I don't know if Arrowhead's owned by Sony or whatever, but if they just published it, but 
Uh, it's cool. Second party. Okay. It's cool to see these quote unquote smaller teams have these games that are just so beloved. And so I love that for Larry and that they're, that they just dominated last year, even though I think Alan Wake two is the game of the year, but that's beside the point. Um, but, uh, it's just, it looks so cool. And I love that. It's one of those where in most games where it's like your choice matters. And then it's just like, well, does it, but in this game, this it's game like it does. everything yeah. matters. And I yeah. love that about it. Cause isn't it basically just kind of a D and D campaign, but in game form. Yeah. yeah so that, yeah, that is, exactly. that is really cool. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's, I've, when people are like, yeah, it took me like 70 hours to get through act one. I'm like, uh, act one. Like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I don't think I'll be getting to that one, but, uh, I, I do love that. It's awesome. And I love that team having that success and, that people are enjoying it, but yeah, it's, it's not one I'll probably get to just purely out of time constraints that, like you said, it's the only game you've played and we're two months into the year. So it's just like, uh, I don't, if I, if I, maybe when I retire in 40 years. So <laughs> yeah, I was, I was beating two to three games per month last year and this year, uh, one game for two months. So yeah, it, it, it is a game. Um, have you guys played Dragon Age Origins? Mm-mm. Never played a oh Dragon Age game. No, game's so good. For for listeners out there who've played Dragon Age Origins, this feels like a spiritual successor to that game. It's like that style, um, but bigger and grander. Um, but yeah, so that's what that's the only game that I'm playing. Look forward to our next episode. I will be playing another game finally. So we'll ha- <laughs> I'll have more to talk about on this segment. Um, Sean. What are you playing? All right, so it's about to get really anime, so I'm sorry. Very weebish in here. Uh, I was playing, Weebs. I've been playing uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, quite the name. And um, this game is a JRPG that had, was in development for so long, and I was hyped when they first announced mm-hmm. it. Um, and it, I had never heard of Grand Blue before, so I started doing research and I found out this big thing in Japan. And so when I found out that it was coming to the United States, I did a lot of research, I actually watched the anime um for grand blue so i came in with some backstory on the characters because this is a game that if you're gonna play for the story oh you need to catch up on the anime because you're thrown right into it and it's like you have your full party and you're in the it's like in the middle of the story you're like all right it's like a, it's like a new season of the show basically um which i mean you can play it without watching the anime obviously um because you but those relationships those prior relationships that were um you know, established, you kind of, you can kind of, you. it's kind of alluded to like, oh, I wonder how they became kind of like buddy, buddy, or why are these two a little bit closer compared to the, um, the others? And why, why are they job? Why is their job like sky patrollers? Like, how do they, how are they well-known sky? That's what they're called sky patrollers. Um, the art style is fantastic. It's, it's so, like I said, it's very like, if you've ever played a tales game, it's kind of like a combination of a tales game and a star ocean game for the art style. Uh, combat is very much like a Tales game, so it's um, not a turn-based RPG, it's an action RPG, but there's a lot of abilities and there's a ton, a ton of customization. Like, you have, there's 12 different playable characters, um, and you have a party of four, and the way you can build these characters is insane. They all have, like, 12 abilities to choose from. You unlock them as you go. Um... And then you can uh, you can equip these things called sigils, which like improve your whatever your stats are. You can have, you don't know, have like an attack one, you have like a critical hit one, but 
there's certain characters are built certain ways where uh, certain sigils like work better with them. So for example, this is one character named Zeta and she, you can totally break the game with her if you give her a ton of like critical damage and because she has this move where um, basically she, she, she ensures her that she critical hits en enemies. And if you just keep in increasing that critical damage, she just does so much damage. But even then, it breaks the game to a point because uh, right now I'm playing on ultimate difficulty and it is so difficult. It, some of the bosses in this game are ridiculous. Like I have a full party max level out, maxed out, and I'm, I'm on the last boss on ultimate difficulty and it is insane. Um, I know I just kind of threw a lot out there, but from a story perspective, the game's really fun. It's really short too. It's only like 11 hours for the main story. It's like really short. And it started off, I was like, this is kind of shallow but then as you go once you get to like this 11 chapters technically well it's technically 10 but then there's a final <laughs> chapter they just call it final um when you get to that like chapter 9 chapter 10 the story just picks up and you're like oh my god i can't believe they're doing this and you're like is it over like i think i won and it's like nope you didn't here comes something else they're back again the bad guys are back again and it, it it's very like very much anime like you know, oh my god, we have to save the world, we have to save the world, but hey, let's uh, stop at this cafe and eat pastries and talk yeah. about <laughs> relationships. Are you, uh, are you a teenager um, in school also? <laughs> no, you, you look like teenagers, but they're, uh, oh, some of the characters are like 4,000 years old, 5,000 years old, so. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> your main character, like the, the main character, is he's like the captain of like the crew. You can name mm -hmm. him whatever you want, but he's still like voiced, but his, so his, his canon name is Gran, but they don't call they never say grand every time they they say his name in dialogue it's captain captain mm. uh, i just want to say shout out to siegfried he's my boy i like playing as siegfried very very powerful attacker um like pretty much heavy character two-handed sword can basically all his moves all his skills involve like fire he's really cool i really enjoy him he's a really cool backstory like they have these called things called fate episodes and you get a little bit of backstory about all of the characters and how they came to join the sky patrol and yeah, it's overall, I, I'm enjoying it. It's definitely not for everyone. Like definitely, if you're gonna play for a story, I would not recommend this game unless you're really into Grand Blue. But if you're into like a fantastic gameplay loop, because like there's a ton of side quests and like they're like basically like if you've ever played a Monster Hunter game, like you're going out and you're like doing horde battles, you're doing survivor battles, or you're doing boss battles. Um, I, I've had a lot of fun with it. I've put like 70 hours into it and I started it like three weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. But like I said, it's very anime. Nice, nice. Hodge, um, is that doing anything for you? The, knowing that it was kind of like this big world that you had to kind of know going into it, that's what I knew I wouldn't be playing it because of that. But what did intrigue me enough to think about playing it, I probably won't, to be honest. But if I did, it's the fact that it is a shorter game because – usually when it's like a, they announce a jrpg it's just like the default is like oh it's gonna be 100 hours <laughs> so when it's when people are like like uh, of course when it's those think pieces online of like why is it only 20 hours it's like i love that it's only 20 hours that's that's what intrigues me to want to play this but yeah knowing that it's like you have to watch an anime or what that it's an actual sequel it's not really a it's standalone that's what kind of makes me think like i probably won't get around to it but it does sound cool and the fact that it is 20 hours appeals to me but yeah it's probably not one i'll ever get around to 
Yeah, I will say this. The, the real game starts in the post game. Like that, it's one of those no. games. Like the real <laughs> game starts in the post game. It, I promise, it, man. It gets it, good after 15 hours. I promise. Uh, no, it, it's gameplay wise, it's a blast after though. And uh, okay. like I, I'm enjoying it. And that's, you know, that's all that really matters for me is if I'm yeah. enjoying it. Gotcha. Uh, midnight, right I assume on. you're here out on this game. No, I mean, I, I like JRPGs actually. Um, I am, I consider myself weeb adjacent. Um, I'm not a weeb, but I do like some weeb things. I like some JRPGs. Uh, this actually is a game that I was interested in, but I was turned off by the fact that it's like a sequel kind of to a game that we don't have in the West. And they just kind of drop you in and they're like, oh, you know all these characters, right? Of course you do. And they don't really tell you what you need to know. So apparently you have to watch an anime first. And I just, I don't know that I want to do all that. So I was considering playing this game and now I'm probably not. Uh, never say never. I might get to it at some point, um, but it's not on my uh, immediate to-do list at this point. Yeah, especially these these last year and this year, the amount of games coming out that backlog is ever growing. That it's just like it's pretty life. If there, you know, if nothing else is out, I'd give it a shot. But that is not the case. <laughs> I'm still catching up on 2023 games, let alone these 2024 games coming out. So, yeah. All right. Sean, you had a, did you have another game? Oh yeah. I only played very briefly of it, but I was interested in it when it got announced um, last year. It's called Ultros. It's like a Metroidvania. The art style is, it's like a painting basically. It's really cool. I've only played probably an hour. Gameplay is really good. Um, it's classic Metroidvania. You know, you start out in an area, you're like, I know I'm going to come back here with some power up to get me through this. Um, so far I'm liking it. I had to take a break from Grand Blue because I was getting really frustrated on a boss. <laughs> so that's why I did that. But um, yeah, I'm probably going to get more into that at some point. All right. Fantastic. All right. So that concludes the what we're playing section. I think that was really good. We got a lot of great games going on. Um, definitely got to gush about them, which is good. That's what this podcast is all about. The love of gaming. I'm sure we'll get into that some more. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the topics and news section of the show now. And we're going to go ahead and start with the same thing that episode one was about. We now know what's going on. We're going to hop into Xbox. So last week, I believe it was, or maybe it was this week, this week, Xbox had their uh, podcast, their business update, in which Phil Spencer, Matt Booty, and Sarah Bond um, were on there, and they talked about what's coming next with Xbox. We learned several things. Let me break down what we learned uh, real quick, and then we'll go ahead and talk about it. So what we learned was four games are going to be coming to other platforms. Uh, we now know what they are. Grounded and Pentiment were confirmed to be coming to Switch. My cat's very excited about that, if you can hear him. Um, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, Grounded and Pentiment. Um, the other ones are Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves coming to PlayStation 5. Um, there's going to be no overall change in strategy. Xbox exclusives will continue. Hardware is not going away. In fact, I believe they teased that there's going to be a next-gen Xbox, which Sarah Bond claimed would be the largest leap ever, she said, whatever that means. But, that I mean, that's exciting. Um, Starfield and Indiana Jones are not planned for other platforms as of now. Could change in the future, but they're not currently. They weren't in the four. Um, all Xbox games will be day one Game Pass still. They announced 34 million Game Pass members. Uh, which includes core, we're pretty sure. Um, so 
not not super high numbers, not the most impressive ever, but I mean, 34 million, you know, that's something not too bad. Um, they announced this is something I'm personally very excited about. They announced Diablo 4 coming to Game Pass in late March. Personally, I can't wait for that. I'll talk more about that uh, when we get to my uh, my thoughts. Um, and that so that's basically what it was. That's what they announced. So let's go ahead and talk about what we heard and what we thought. And let's go ahead and start with Sean. Uh, what, what did you think about the Xbox business update? So um, I think what, you know, we basically heard, we kind of like, they kind of confirmed what we kind of already knew towards the end there that these four games were coming. We kind of expected these four games. Uh, my biggest surprise was that Hi-Fi Rush wasn't coming to Switch, but then I started thinking about it and it's like, like um, it probably can't run on Switch that well, let's be honest. Um, Switch I think it definitely, yeah, definitely Switch 2. I think at launch, Switch 2. Um, I'm excited for the fact that Hi-Fi Rush is coming to PlayStation, though, so that more people can experience this game. Same thing with Pentiment. Uh, for example, those two games are were critical darlings, but they didn't do that well commercially, and they deserve all the love they can get. I hope that these games sell so well, because I would love a sequel to a Hi-Fi Rush, and I would love another game like Pentiment. It doesn't have to be Pentiment 2. It can be set in a whole different time period. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter when. Because I adored Pentiment. It was one of those games that I, I kept thinking of 100%. after I played it. Um, so I'm like, I'm pretty excited. I, I want them to sell really well. I've already bought Pentiment on PlayStation. I bought the physical copy from Limited Run as well. So um, yeah, no, like I'm excited. Like I said, I I mean, I didn't think Xbox was going anywhere. Uh, you know, I didn't run out and sell, you know, the Series X we have in the house. I didn't, you know. <laughs> Sean, you, gloom and gloom. you didn't have trouble sleeping, um, Sean? You know, Xbox brand. So, um, yeah, that's basically my thoughts. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was, you, you weren't having trouble sleeping there, Sean? Is that... <laughs> no, I... Uh, I actually, yeah, I actually got the, I slept really great. Um, unfortunately, um, my wife, she, she had trouble sleeping though, unfortunately. <laughs> she... <laughs> That's funny. All um, right. All right. So, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Oz. No, no, you're up. I was just going to ask it. So Sean, uh, what do you, what do you think like about the four games? So they said it's only four games at this time. Are we believing that? What do you think? Uh, no, I don't believe that at all. I think we're going to see more games coming later this year, I think, because they announced them so quickly. Uh, I think that in June, because um, uh, in June, I could see them saying, hey, well, here's four other games coming, and it's going to be, I don't know, Halo Master Chief Collection, uh, Forza, Starfield, and I don't know, name two other games. Flight Sim, probably. Um. Yeah, I don't believe them either. But um, okay, Hodge, we haven't heard from you yet. What what were your overall thoughts about the the Xbox business update? Everything we learned, and what do you really think is gonna you know the future? I didn't watch it because it happened while I was uh, during one of my like eleven hour work days, and I just so I just kind of saw the bullet points of it. But I just you could it was just all PR speak. You could tell, but. Um, like, I wasn't as upset with other people who were like, why is Phil being so wishy-washy? I'm like, because he's opening himself up to, like, lawsuits 
or you know probably pissing off shareholders or something if he promises something that's not going to happen or promises something won't happen that is going to happen so i wasn't as i wasn't as you know i'm i'm not like oh papa phil you know he does no wrong but like he you can't like you can't especially like the the famous quote from jim ryan of we believe in generations like and then now they're just starting to not put games on ps4 so you you can't really make these declarative statements and then risk having it change because yeah he's like he said never say never with starfield or that kind of thing but i doubt they're planning i mean maybe they are but i doubt they're planning on it right now but if you know if hi-fi goes to playstation sells three million copies then maybe they'll be like all right maybe we will put starfield over there i don't know but yeah, I I do. I also, as uh, Sean said, with his quick as these are coming out, just bang, bang, bang in the next three months or whatever it is, th- I, they will be putting more. I think I think they're working on it and they're giving themselves the ability to back out if this does go wrong or I don't know how it will go wrong because they're just going to get money from it. But if it does go like because I think if these four come out and everyone loves that they're on these consoles, they're going to be like, all right, also we got flight sim. We got, I don't know, a gears collection and you know, random Xbox game. But um, yeah, I Hellblade. help. Yeah. Maybe Hellblade. Um, That would probably have to come to the PS five pro because I don't know. Cause it looks pretty tough, but, um, but as for the four games, it's pretty much exactly well. It was what was rumored, and it makes sense what they're doing. They're not the hard hitters. They're just these cool side get uh, side games like Grounded and Sea of Thieves make sense because it's cross play even on Switch, which is crazy to me that Switch can play <laughs> cross play. But uh, getting that with for Grounded and then being able to play them, it just adds to the user base. It's gonna get more people into the game. Uh, Pentiment again, that's a game I need to play. I i'm excited to play it so it's cool that it's coming out and then hi-fi rush i've been saying this since day one when these were starting to these rumors coming up i want everyone to play this game because i loved it so much and i know a lot of people probably are trying to be like xbox is hi-fi rush as kind of like their copium thing but it's truly an amazing game and everyone should play it that's another thing i'd buy a plush of a little 808 ball i'd buy that in a heartbeat um i loved that game it was so funny it was so good, but um, with like, and then of course I did kind of nothing really changed with me. Obviously you kind of went from like the doomer outlook of just like Xbox is over to kind of like, I guess they're going to go partially third party, but partially not. So I was just kind of like, eh. but then of course when they're like, Oh, we're going to have the new Xbox. That's going to be the largest leap in generations. My monkey brain is like, Ooh, shiny. So I was just like, you know, all of a sudden I went from, oh, you guys are talking out your ass PR speak to like, ooh, new Xbox. Ooh. But even though I know that's just the same way with a iPhone every single year when they announce a new iPhone, like it's the best iPhone yet. It's like, well, no shit. It's the best one yet. So <laughs> the biggest leap or whatever. So I that was kind of corporate speak for me for the new Xbox. I'm sure it will be powerful, but I doubt it's going to be coming out 4K ray tracing 120 kind of you know specs it's just going to be a better yeah. xbox that runs slightly quicker um as for the the diablo 4 thing that that's cool i've never been kind of the over the head strategy or whatever it is kind of rpg i don't even know what kind of gameplay like my brother used to play warcraft back in the like the og over the top strategy one um or top down 
So I never, I didn't have that much, but with it in Game Pass, I might give it a shot. But um, as for the exclusivity sting, yeah, I think it'll, I think it's a kind of wait and see kind of situation. I doubt they're not ruling anything out, but they're also not committing, which I think is actually smart. Uh, as much as people want to give them shit because it's Xbox, I think it was a smart decision to say like, we're this is smart for us. We need to make more money for this brand. Honestly, I could see it. Not that obviously I have no insider info and I'm an idiot, but they, the, uh, I could see Xbox not being a console, but Xbox being a gaming brand kind of thing where Xbox will come to PlayStation in a sense, but it's not like the console is its own thing, but Xbox is kind of like, yeah, the gaming brand kind of thing, less than a console. And I think that's kind of what they're going to move towards because when it comes to the console, they're getting their ass kicked by switch and PlayStation. So then you can't lie about that. They're getting outsold two to one or whatever. And the most Xbox, the Xboxes that are mostly in the wild are S's, which are the weaker ones. So people just want, obviously they want to buy cheaper consoles, but so they are losing the console war war, but who cares that if they're going to make money off their games, they're going to make money off their games. And if it goes to other consoles, all right, whatever. I understand the whole argument of why would I buy an Xbox thing? We talked about that uh, last episode, but I don't know. It was people are kind of mad that they're calling it a nothing burger. But to me, the podcast was kind of a nothing burger. It was just corporate speak of like, we want the best for our customers and we will give the best. And it's like, yeah, all right, cool. Bye. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. But it was no, it was whatever. It's we'll see. Right. All right. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. All right. Let me, so I'm going to echo a lot of the sentiments that you guys had. Let me give my thoughts here. Um, so we'll start with the four games. Um, they said it's only four games. I think we know that's BS if we're being honest. Um, it's four games right now. Yeah. Um, and that's cool, but we definitely, there will be more games in the future. Um, which I think is smart as long as it's selective and it makes sense. Yeah. Um, as long as not everything is going to other platforms, because if everything starts going, then there's no reason to own an Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with this presentation, they did as- assuage most of the fears. I think that's the right word um, that people have. Sean, is that the right word? You're an English guy. Ass- assuage the fears. Yes, it is. All right. <laughs> Big words over here. Professional podcasting, guys. All right. Make sure you drop a like and a sub. Five stars on podcast streaming. All right. (laughs) So I think they did assuage most of the fears that people had, though, that Xbox is going away. Xbox is clearly not going away. Um, I think in the future, like 10 to 15 years from now, I think Xbox is going to be an app. I think PlayStation is going to be an app. I think that's the future that we're going to, um, where consoles are not going to be super relevant. And the majority of gamers, let's say 80, 90% of people, are either going to be playing on PC with streaming or they'll have like a streaming device. And you'll have the Xbox app and you'll have the PlayStation app. And it's mostly going to be powered by the cloud in 10 to 15 years. That's just my thought. Obviously, we can't see the future. But I think they're both going to be an app at some point in the future. Um, Nintendo... They'll probably do Nintendo things. I'm sure they'll still have some some weird <laughs> some weird hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, um, no overall change in the strategy. Xbox exclusives will continue. Um, so hardware is not going away. They like I said, they basically they got rid of the fear that we had that they were going fully third party. They're not. 
Um, they're just going to be a bit more agnostic and there are going to be some more games that go elsewhere, which I think is fine. As long as you still have a reason to own an Xbox, you've got powerful hardware, you have Game Pass, you're getting everything day and date. Um, there are going to be titles that will not go to other platforms. There, I don't think they're ever going to put everything on other platforms. There's going to be exclusives still, um, even if they do start to put selective and more things on other platforms. Um, for me, nothing really has changed. I'm still going to buy the next Xbox. Uh, I'm still going to be a Game Pass member because Game Pass is amazing. The only thing that's really changed is I am considering more strongly buying select third-party games on PlayStation instead, just because the digital library and stuff. I feel like PlayStation is maybe a little bit more secure in the future with uh, with the digital library uh, because they're not going as strongly into this third-party thing and because they are so dominant in console. Um, but for the most part, nothing has really changed. Um, Xbox is here. They are one of the biggest publishers in the world right now. They have like, what, like 34 plus studios. They're going to be putting out tons of games, banger games, hopefully. Um, and the future is bright for them. The future is bright for PlayStation. The future is bright for Nintendo. I just think this is a great time to be alive if you're a gamer in general. Mm -hmm. um, as far as Diablo 4, uh, just before everybody beats up Hodge in the, in the chat, um, that is not a strategy game, just so you know. It's, it is an action game. It's not turn-based at all. Um, so, and I've never played Diablo personally, so that's what excites me about Diablo four coming to game pass is I'll finally be able to jump in, mm. um, because the game looks interesting. Like the story I've heard is really good, um, with like Lilith and all the demons and stuff. Um, so I plan on playing that. I don't plan on doing it like a live service though. I plan on just going in there and kind of beating it like a single player story game. Like I'm just going to do the story. I'm going to create a character. I'm going to beat up on some dungeons and mobs and get some good gear. And then I'll be done. I'll be out of there. Um, that's my plan. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me. As far as the Xbox stuff, I think uh, the sky is not falling. Um, is this perfect? If you're an Xbox fanboy, is this perfect? No. Right. Obviously if you're an Xbox fanboy, which we are not, but if you are, you're probably a little bit, yeah, you're, if you're an X-Bot, this probably isn't super thrilling to you, but at least this guy isn't falling. Your brand is not dying. They're not quitting. It's not going away. It's just going to be a little bit more agnostic like this podcast. You know, there's going to be more games on other platforms. And uh, just the last thing that I will say about the Xbox is Pentiment is freaking amazing. <laughs> X, your PlayStation gamers, your Switch gamers out there, Go buy Pentiment and play it because Obsidian is the goat and Pentiment is awesome. And that does it for me on the Xbox. Before we move on, do either of you have any final thoughts for the Xbox stuff? Yeah, I just want to say, um, let's just let's just be serious though about the um, fanboys. Fanboys are never happy. Doesn't matter what happens, they are never happy. They're never getting enough. They're, they're never getting enough games. Uh, they're always complaining about the other company. They're always it, it, they're never happy. So. It doesn't matter what they could have announced that. Oh, we as Xbox are going to bring all these games to other platforms, but because we're doing that, it's going to give us enough money to, I don't know, make the next the next great Halo game. And they're like, no, it's not. That's then we can't do that. No, it doesn't matter. They're yeah. always they're not going to be happy no matter what. So yeah, yeah. And for the record, with the Diablo thing, I just saw it was top down, and I assumed I don't know. I'd, I've never played into Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> neither of us never played diablo probably never but will none of us uh, none of us have 
I was going to say something else, but I forgot. So we can just move on. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll move on. It'll, it'll come back to you later. We'll be talking about mm-hmm. Nintendo and you'll be like, oh yeah, damn it. <laughs> it yeah, always yeah. happens. So let's go ahead and jump into our next topic of discussion. The Nintendo Direct. This just Woo! happened the other day. Uh, Sean is very excited about this. Um, I personally, I, you know, I don't have a Switch. But um, I'm waiting for the Switch 2. I'm going to get the Switch 2, and I'm going to have a lot of catch-up to do. So I did watch the Nintendo Direct. I think we all checked it out. We got some games, some selective games that we want to talk about. Um, let's go ahead and start with the first game on our list that we saw that we were excited about, and that was Star Wars Battlefront. This is a remake of the old games, the old ones, like 2004, 2005, whatever. I personally have not played these games, oh my so God. I have little... <laughs> I know, I'm... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The podcast is over. <laughs> so I have little, little to add on this. Let me go ahead and just toss it right over to the person who I know both of you are super excited, but the first person that like explode his head exploded when he saw this was Hodge, uh, Hodge battlefront. What's up? Oh my God. I was so hyped. I did have to kind of laugh though. The, cause they've made battlefront one and two quote unquote, the new ones that came out. And so I just kind of, when this got announced, the, I had like that Thanos meme where it's just like your failures brought you back to me <laughs> like that kind of thing or whatever. Uh, cause these games, Oh my God. Like I said, with like hell divers, just playing split screen. Yeah. And just going through and doing like the, the, like the domination, I can't remember what it was called in Battlefront, where you have to just collect the different zones and just, oh my God, I love this game. I This was actually one of the first games I ever played online too, because I remember playing the heroes versus like villains mode online with other people and even just doing the full sieges and stuff. I was so hyped when this got announced because I love these games. I actually played the first or might have been the first one i played it with my cousin uh last year we were when i was still living out in iowa we were waiting for a bears game to start and we just needed something to play like just waste some time until kickoff and so we saw that battlefront we had battlefront we're like let's just play split screen and it was still just so much fun i was like god this game is just so good and so having these come back with like the 64 on player online i'm i'm so hyped to try that out but even just go back to playing with just like four friends or something, just playing online. It's I'm over the moon that they're re-releasing these games. I'm so excited to play them again. Sean? Oh my God. <laughs> I, this was like during like my peak star Wars fandom is a picture. Mm-hmm. Little, little Sean Mason, you know, seven years old, loving star Wars, absolutely adores, you know, episode one, episode two, episode three, just cause you know, he's little and he, he thinks Phantom Menace is really cool. He thinks, you know, Darth Maul is the coolest thing ever. And I remember going to my friend, Anthony Gallo's house, shout out to Anthony Gallo. Haven't really talked to him in a long time, but shout out to him. And he has this game called star Wars battlefront. And I'm like, what is this? And we pick it up. And I, I fell in love. Just, we were playing, you know, Instant action on Kashyyyk. He, he showed me this is the best way to play it. You go to Kashyyyk docks, get the sniper, play as the clone troopers. Boom, you're all set. Um, no, I put so many hours in just playing like instant action. You play all the different game modes, all the different maps. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends on Star Wars Battlefront 1, we would try to, because in Star Wars Battlefront 1, you couldn't hurt the heroes or the villains. Like they were like basically. Um, like you just couldn't kill them, so we would play games where it's like, oh, we're gonna get into the vehicles and we're gonna try to like hit the hero or villain and launch them across the map. And I'll never forget on um um 
what map was it? Oh my gosh. I don't know, but Darth Maul was there and we spent hours trying to kill Darth Maul with like a vehicle. And we ended up doing it because there was a glitch you could do where if you crushed him in a wall with one of the car, like one of the um, vehicles, it would like, he would just disappear. He wouldn't die. He would just disappear. Like it would just poof. <laughs> and um, we were like, oh my gosh. So when Battlefront 2 came out and you could actually play as the heroes and villains, like that was insane to me. That blew my mind and they actually had health and I just, I loved playing that game so much. And then, uh, Hodge, you might remember this. In Star Wars Battlefront 1, when you start up Galactic Conquest. In Galactic Conquest. <laughs> I, I, I literally will say that randomly, and me and my friends would be like, oh my gosh. Because Galactic Conquest, you basically just played through. You can play through um, as like the clone troopers, or, or the Sith, or you can play as um, the Empire, or the Rebels. And... I'll never forget Christmas 2005 opening Battlefront 2 and for PS2 and being like, oh my god, I was in heaven. And I, like I said, we've put so many hours in that game. I, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you how many hours I spent in that game, just like staying up all night playing that game. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I just say that I am a little bit disappointed, Sean? Is there an echo? No. Yeah. There- I hear an echo. Um, can I just say I am a little bit disappointed, Sean, that uh, you didn't dress up like Darth Maul. Like uh, I thought, I thought maybe you were going to come dressed up like Darth Maul. You were that so was, excited. Yeah, about that was funny. Christmas too. I mean, that was Christmas. Jesus, I would not dress up as Darth Maul on Christmas. Um, that was Halloween two thousand four. I went as Darth Maul. My sister went as Princess Leia. Nice. I know nice. different different eras of Star Wars, but I don't know why we did that. I'll have to see if I can find this old Polaroid photo of me when I was. I must have been eight because it came out in phantom mask came out in 99 i must have been eight years old and i had a darth maul t-shirt on and i'll have to see if i can find that photo because i was in love with darth maul I, that find it dude yeah. send it to me i'll put it I, in the video version so i started like i discovered star wars probably like 2002 that's when like my dad started showing me like the movies yeah. and stuff when um revenge of the sith came out in 2004 my dad pulled me out of school to go see that movie and i was I like mid- dad I the midnight showing Oh my gosh, I'm jealous. But yeah, I remember he he yeah. dismissed me, and he's like, "I'm like, Dad, you're dismissing me." I'm like, "He's like, what's up?" He goes, "Hey, you know how we said we're gonna see Revenge of the Sith this weekend?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "We're going right now," and I was so hyped, and I was pumped. <laughs> and I, you know what I did? The second I got home, I started playing. I played Battlefront One, and I was like, "Wow, I really, I can't wait for uh, whatever the next game is gonna be, where they have the Episode Three content in this game." I was so hyped. Yeah, they're so fun. Yes, sir. So. What platforms is Battlefront coming to? Is it coming to Xbox Everything. and PlayStation as well? Mm-hmm. Everything with crossplay. Yep. Ooh, I, I might have to pick that up. That could be a uh, games over plastic gaming session one night. We'll see. Yes. 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 All right. Anything else we want to say about Battlefront? It looks awesome. No, I'm just hyped. Yeah. All right. The next couple games, Sean, I know you were really excited about. So let's go ahead and just, I'm going to pass it right over to you. Why don't you go ahead and introduce the next game and let us know what it's doing for you. All right. We got Epic Mickey. I am so hyped for this game. Um, I remember playing the original on the Wii. I came home from school one day and I was like, you know what? I got some money and I begged my sister because she had her license i i did not have my license at the time i I was in like eighth grade i think when it came out it was seventh or eighth grade and my sister drove me down to gamestop picked up some epic mickey shout out to oswald the rabbit had no idea who that was and then i did some history research on him find out he was sold from disney for al michaels um disney like basically 
yeah, they traded him for Al Michaels, like a commentator. Hilarious. Yeah, that's like that. I think that's that's hilarious. Al Michaels is a really good commentator, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's yeah. he's one of the OGs. Yeah, so they traded Oswald the Rabbit for him. But anyways, this game is like it's like an action platformer. Basically, you go through, and um, the art style is just fantastic. It's like Steamboat Willie art style, and it's basically the whole premise of the game is all these failed like cartoon pitches by Walt Disney are like in this one universe, and you're going through as Mickey. And you're chasing down Oswald the Rabbit because he's trying to like, because for those who don't know, Oswald the Rabbit was kind of like the original Mickey, and then Mickey kind of replaced him. So that was like he was supposed to be the original mascot, and then Mickey like was like, "Hey, I'm Mickey." <laughs> and um, so like it, the whole idea is Oswald's trying to like basically put together all these like failed cartoons and trying to like take back the Disney platform, but you as Mickey are trying to stop them. And it's so cool because the art style is just that classic Steamboat Willie. And I never in my mind thought I would ever see this game re-released. And they did it. And now what I need is the sequel, Epic Mickey 2, to be re-released and then get a third game and to complete the trilogy. Any of you All guys right, ever play right. Epic Mickey? Hodge? Um, no, I actually hadn't. I, I think I have... I want to say I have like a Mickey game that was a Games of Gold like years ago, but I never. It played might be it. Epic Mickey. It might be Epic Mickey too because Epic Mickey was originally only on Wii, and then the second mm-hmm. one came out and it was on Wii, okay. PS3, and 360. So it might be the second one. Yeah, I never played it, but um, I actually didn't watch the direct because I was working, so I kind of just went through. I watched it later. But I kind of skipped over. I watched the games I wanted to see, and then eventually I went back and kind of watched the rest of them. Um, so I'd skipped over this when I initially wa- was kind of skipping through it. But I watched it, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm all in because I love." As I've said before, I love platformers. That's the game. That's the genre I grew up on. That I was obsessed with, and seeing that it was just an action platformer, I was just like, "Oh, yeah, I'm gonna play the." shit out of this game (laughs) like it looks it looks so fun it's so cute like you're yeah you're just mickey mouse going around doing all i i love platformers so i was like oh that's enough to sell me and seeing that you put on your list that you're hyped for it i'm like yeah that's i'm probably gonna have to try and pick this game up at some point it looks it looks a lot of fun i love platformers so i'm i'm all in on this one yeah and it's like the classic mickey where he like i don't know if anyone like i i like i love disney like i'm not like a disney adult where i'm like going to i've actually never been to disney world which is funny Uh, i like the the cartoons like the old cartoons and stuff like i used to love watching house of mouse back in the day yeah the house of mouse um but if you are familiar with like old mickey mouse cartoons he's kind of like a troublemaker like he's he's like always like pulling pranks and like running around being mischievous that's this mickey it's not like the current kingdom hearts mickey who i also love but it's the mischievous mickey from the old cartoon so uh, i think hodge i think you're gonna love it because it's one of those games you can just like you don't have to pay attention to the story it's like the general plot is oswald hanging up the cartoons trying to take back the world go stop them that's it go play play a bunch of levels and there's a lot of collectibles too yeah yeah speaking my language right there right on yeah for me uh epic mickey uh, is another game that i never played and i'm I'm looking like a fraud out here like i swear <laughs> i play games i've played hundreds of thousands of games in my in my days but epic mickey's not one of them but i did check out the direct it looks it looks awesome it looks really good um i think i'm definitely well i'm not gonna say definite there is a high likelihood that i will end up playing this game at some point uh, maybe not immediately at launch because the backlog and, and all the stuff that's coming is just so tremendous. But uh, it looks really good. Epic Mickey fans, you got to be excited. 
very good remake. And as Sean said, this remake does well, maybe a good chance you get the sequel that you want. Um, so that's a good one. Um, Sean, what was the next game that you were excited about? All right. Entering weeb territory again here. So we got Shimagami Tensei five vengeance. So, uh, the original Shin, 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 yeah, the original Shin, Shin, Oh my gosh. Sorry. The original <laughs> Shimagami Tensei five, the original one came out. It was either last year or late 2022 to switch and only came out on switch. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Shimagami Tensei is the original Persona. Persona is actually a spinoff of Shimagami Tensei. Um, it's very similar in gameplay to Persona, except it's not. It's not like you're. It doesn't have like the life sim aspects. Like you're not going to school. You're not running around like school, having you know relationships with people and doing the day to day, keeping a journal. This is much more gameplay focused. Um, Soul Hackers, which is another great great series is also a spinoff of this where soul hackers is kind of in the it kind of goes like that shimigami tensei is like pure is like the gameplay the story's still good but it's not you don't have the social aspect of it soul hackers kind of has some social aspects but it has the same gameplay and then persona has just like everything so uh this is i'm really excited for this because shimigami tensei 5 was really good and it was really difficult like some of the it's classic turn based, but some of the battles were like ridiculously hard. Some of the enemies are insane. You really have to strategize what you're doing when it comes down to abilities and monsters you're using. Um, and this vengeance is going to add some extra content and it's coming everywhere. So I'm like really excited for it to sell better. Cause it, it's kind of like, like I said, it's one of those, like it's kind of niche JRPG people know it, the spinoff is more popular than it persona. So I, I didn't really, it sold like, I think a million or 2 million copies on switch, which is, you know, that's something to it's nothing to like, you know, cry about, but I would love for it to do even better. So I'm like really excited for this too. Yeah. Hodge, is this doing anything for you? Um, so is this, a, is it a sequel or is this like a, like a game? It's like a persona type. It, it, it's like a persona five Royal edition. Kind of oh, like that. They're, it's the okay. same game, but they're adding content. Okay, because yeah, when I watched the trailer, I was lost. I mean, it looks cool, but I was lost because it was kind of one of those trailers where it doesn't introduce you to the characters. You're kind of already expected to know them. Yeah. And so I was just like, I kind of got thrown into a thing that I don't know. So yeah, it's as cool as it looks. I don't know what's going on. So I was just like, I probably won't play it, but it like it looks cool. But yeah, just it kind of it, it expected you to know what it was looking at the trailer. So I was just kind of yeah. Like, uh what so yeah yeah it, it looks the trailer cool, yeah yeah the the trailer was basically um like the added the additional content they're gonna add mm. um but it's it is the base game with some addition like i said it's like persona 5 royal persona 4 golden something like akin to that atlas is gotcha. does this a lot yeah atlas does this a lot with their games so yeah okay cool all right for me, uh, I am interested in this game. Um, as I said, we got Sean as the weeb here, and I am weeb adjacent, so I'm like in the middle. Um, this is something I'm interested in. I never played Shin Megami Tensei, Tensei, Tensei 5. It's hard to say this name. SMT 5, I have not played because it was on the Switch, was really the main reason I skipped it. I don't have the Switch, as I mentioned. Um, I'm glad that it is coming to modern consoles. It is going to be on Xbox. It's going to be on PlayStation. So for everybody who hasn't played it yet, you can pick it up and play it in 4K 
glory. It's going to be fantastic. Um, I am looking forward to this. I will absolutely be buying it. Shout out Atlas. I love Atlas. One of my favorite Such publishers. Such a good studio. Such a good they're studio. Always, they're always bringing bangers, and you love it. Um, and as an Xbox fan, they're always, they're always showing love to Xbox. Um, this might even be in Game Pass. I don't know. But if it's not, I don't care because I'm going to buy it. Um, so I'm looking I, forward to this. Yeah. I, did you play Soul Hackers too? I did not play Soul Hackers too, but I leaving, wanted to. That's just, leaving Game Pass in like three days. Um, even really? if you could just like, even if you just wanted to try out, because the, the gameplay is very, very similar. And it, I love Soul Hackers too, but I'm just saying that the gameplay is very similar. So. Yeah, I, I've heard that SMT five is is difficult, so I'll probably play it on easy because you know it's it's a long, grindy, difficult game from what I understand. And uh, you know, I just want to get in there and I want to negotiate with some demons. They got some they got some sexy demons out there. You can negotiate and recruit to your team. It's like Pokemon, but you're collecting demons and then you That's fight with demons. them, right? So, oh yeah, they got some good looking demons, man. They got <laughs> some uh, some uh, fan service out there, but. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. I, as, as I understand it, it's kind of like almost like a Pokemon uh, where you're recruiting and collecting the demons and then they join your team and then you fight with the demons versus other people as you're clearing through the story and taking, you know, saving yeah. the world or what have it's, you. It's basically adult Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. That's how it's So that's, okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Shin Megami Tensei Five Vengeance coming in June, I believe, to all platforms. I'm looking forward to that one uh fantastic pick for sure um sean you had another game that you were excited about yeah this one i just want to briefly mention it's called penny's big breakaway um this was another like uh platformer that i i thought immediately when i saw it i'm like oh my gosh this i'm gonna be spending more money on this game it was out immediately which was really cool um it's by the guys who made sonic mania have not played sonic mania i'm sorry have not played sonic mania not a sonic guy but uh, it looks really cool. It's it's not like a it, it it looks like a classic one of those classic like you know 3D slash 2D platformers. Uh, I haven't really seen anything about it, but I know some people who are playing it and they are loving it. So I am definitely going to check this out at some point down the road. All right, Hodge, did you have any thoughts about Penny's Big Breakaway? See, I I I watched it and I don't know if that team's any. I've never played Sonic Mania either. I'm not. I haven't played Sonic since Sega Genesis. Uh, well, actually, no, I lied. I played Sonic Adventure Two on GameCube. But uh, I, I I I don't know. Like again, I love platformers, but this one just didn't do it for me. I don't know why. I just was watching. And I'm like, this just looks kind of weird. It gave me like um. Or that Balan game, or um... dude, don't talk, don't. No, Balan Wonder World is a good game. I'm telling you, is it? I don't know. It gave me uh, that no. or ukulele. It gave me kind of those vibes where it, it seemed kind of like a B tier platformer, not like one of the goats. So it, it, I'm sure if it's fun, it's fun. I I hope people like it. But just watching it for me, it didn't do anything for me for some reason. I don't know. But uh, Epic Mickey though, I'm into that one. <laughs> I'll keep it. Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. Penny's big breakaway. Um, didn't even remember this from the showcase when I watched it. It, it wasn't doing much for me. Um, I did go back and watch the trailer afterwards because I wanted to be educated. It looks cool. You know, it looks kind of like a platformer type thing. I'm not a massive platformer guy. Probably won't play this, but it, it does look cool. It doesn't look terrible at all. Um, it looks like something that could be fun uh, for you know for that type of audience. Um, all right, moving on to the next game. This is one that I added to the list here. I'm excited about this personally. And again, like I said, I'm weeb adjacent, all right? Not a weeb, but 
I almost am. Let's be real. Um, Unicorn Overlord. You got to love those Japanese names, don't you? Just they just take two words and then they just put them together. Like, and they're just like, this is the title, like Project Unicorn. Triangle or something like that. Also, Project Triangle Strategy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Unicorn Overlord, a game from VanillaWare. I have not really played any VanillaWare games that I'm aware of, but this game just looks so cool. Um, the combat style, it kind of has like a Fire Emblem looking vibe to the combat. You're controlling like these medieval looking forces. Uh, there's like this cool looking story. There's this overarching map that you're kind of taking over the map and doing these little battles and recruiting people. Overall, it just looks super cool, like a small double A, almost indie type uh, experience. And I'm definitely going to check that out and play it. Um, did either of you guys see Unicorn Overlord? Was this interesting? Any of you? Uh, I'm not doesn't really interest me that much um i know shocking right oh, that's that's a game that i'm not into that's actually kind of shocking but um i'm not like i like tactic tactical rpgs i'm not the biggest fan of them um so I like i kind of has to be like an ip like i'm really invested in like i like i loved midnight suns like that was kind of tactics rp that was kind of a tactical rpg um but like i just this really didn't do much for me okay Hodge, uh, I, I, this doesn't seem like a game that's really right up your alley, but did you check it out? What did you, what did you think about this? I did, and I'll be honest, it's not at all what I expected from the name. I was thinking of that robot unicorn attack game from back in the day. I don't know if you guys ever played that <laughs> Flash game. Uh, that's literally what the first thing that came to my mind when I saw this title. But I watched the um, the trailer, and it looked interesting, but I'm definitely not a strategy game person um i would flip the board 10 minutes into risk i'm not a i don't like i'm not that kind of i i don't know i i've never been into strategy games like rts's i've never been into i know that's not what this is but um it, it looks like the artwork of it looks really cool but the gameplay itself i know it's not gonna hook me so uh if you like it awesome but yeah that it's not a gameplay that looks like it would uh attract me much Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, the next game, though, I know is something that is attractive to you because you put this on the show notes, Hodge, so take it away. What's the next game? So this is one I'm not super excited for, but I'm intrigued by it. It's a South Park Snow Day. It's been announced before. It was just shown at the Direct just to say that it's on the console. But the, the thing that intrigues me the most about it is that it's co-op. Uh, so I could play it online with friends is that's, but like, I love, um, well, my favorite South Park game is actually chef's love shack from N64 and PS one way <laughs> back in the day. It was basically Mario party, but South Park, I adore, adore that game. It still holds up. It's hilarious. Um, but the stick of truth and fractured butthole, those games were so much fun, but the reason why this one doesn't attract me as much, even though I do want to play it is it's cause it's a 3d now it's a, uh, the game's in 3d where I loved that stick of truth and fractured, but whole looked like the show. Like it was the 2d, yeah. it looked straight up animated like the show. And I loved that appear that, uh, that like how it looked. And so this one, the 3d ness kind of throws me off a little, but South park, th those are two of the funniest games I've ever played. So this one I'm sure is going to be just as funny and I'm, I'll probably be dying laughing playing it the whole time because I saw, I saw it in the trailer. Unless I just thought this in my brain and it connected it. Uh, when you're you're like kind of gliding, you can push yourself up by farting. I'm like, that's just such a South Park humor fucking moment. So it made me laugh, and I was like, 
it's this is a game i want to check out it probably won't be like a day one purchase for me but eventually i will want to try it out just because i do love south park it i've watched the show since it premiered which i was eight years old when it premiered not when you're supposed to be watching it which formed basically my just absolutely retarded humor so i'm i've i love south park and i'll check it out eventually it's just probably yeah, not a day one game for me yeah sean any thoughts on south park never watched south park in my life oh i'm so, not surprised so i'm not um, pokemon episode never watched south park it was never a thing that i was interested in i was more of a family guy and simpsons guy myself i love the simpsons so, up too yeah so now so this this really did nothing for me i didn't play any of the south park games the only memory i have of a south park video game was going over my cousin's house and he had this south park like first person shooter game on n64 <laughs> it was terrible i loved it <laughs> and that's like i remember like i walked in there and he was like playing it once and he was like you're too young to be watching this and he shut it off i was like okay <laughs> and then i went outside and went swimming there you go oh there you go yeah i think i was like i was yeah. like probably like four years old it was like 2000 2001 something mm. like that yeah so so south park snow day Good pick. Interesting. It is 3D, like you said, Hodge. I think it looks really good, though. It still mm -hmm. looks like the characters. I really like the art style, even though it's not like the show animated style. Yeah. Um, anytime you hear Cartman, like he's just pure gold. Like anytime you hear Cartman, like snow day, everybody. That's probably mm -hmm. the worst Cartman impression in the history of the Internet. But um, it's funny, dude. It's funny. Um, shout out to those older games, too, that you mentioned. The Stick of Truth by the Goats Obsidian. I always forget about that game. When I'm always talking about the Obsidian games, I always forget about South Park. I actually Stick like Stick of Truth, of Truth better than Fractured Butthole. I, I love Stick I do of too. Truth. It, and that's, a, again, I'm not a huge turn-based guy, but Stick of Truth is so fun, and it's hilarious. It's really good. Sean, you, you should probably play South Park, The Stick of Truth. I'm going to recommend that to you, even though you haven't watched the show. It's an Obsidian game. It's got really great gameplay and it's just freaking hilarious and the stick of truth is kind of more grounded than the other ones because they're not superheroes they're just like kids playing fantasy in their backyard lacking like they're a wizard or mm -hmm. they're a ranger or something and i think you might like it even though you're not you know you're you're the guy that's known for being like just the really friendly and polite and like always uh, South Park is the, the good guy the angel it's kind of the opposite it's kind of the <laughs> demon on your shoulder but i still think you might like that one but going back to Snow Day, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, maybe, I mean, I, I've definitely seen the gameplay of it, and it definitely, like, is right up my alley. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe I'll check it out one day. You never know. But are you telling me this is not a game where I have to watch a whole show just before I play the no. campaign? It's not like you're on at all. No, 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 not at all. You don't have to know. They're going to tell you their, it's a, their own story in the game, self-contained. Um, and you'll laugh, and it's Obsidian. It's Obsidian, mm -hmm. baby. That you is know? true, yeah. yeah. They don't miss. You know this, Sean um all right so south park snow day i think we've said what we needed to say on that one um and that basically wraps up the games that we wanted to talk about for the nintendo direct did anyone have any final thoughts for the nintendo direct before we jump into the backlog no i was just, i would just say i know if some people were listening expect us to kind of go through the whole list of games I, there's some games on there that i don't know might look okay but we didn't need to go over the entire show we just kind of want to talk high, the highlights of the ones we wanted to do rather than the full thing so sorry if people were expecting us to talk about i don't know grounded or whatever but yeah yeah 
That's, that's, a, that's a great point. Yeah, we're just doing kind of high level the games that really jumped out at us, mm -hmm. not going over the full list. They showed a lot of games. It was like 25, 30 games. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, so we, we can't go over all that. <laughs> But uh, shout out to Nintendo. It was a, it was a good direct. They had a lot to show, mm -hmm. but those were the big ones that we're excited about. So let's go ahead and jump into the next section here. This will be the final segment, uh, other than our final thoughts. And this is something that I'd like to call into the backlog. In this segment, we're going to talk about games that we do 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 do. Oh, Mario. <laughs> There you go. I love it. Uh, into the backlog. These are games that we would like to get to in the next year or so. Just games from our backlog that we want to talk about that we're interested in. Um, and why don't we go ahead and kick it off with Sean. I see you have a, a choice that I've personally played. It's a great game. Uh, what, what game do you plan to get to from the backlog at some point here? Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, it's right up my alley. It's turn-based combat. Yakuza. Japanese role-playing game. Uh, I've only played Yakuza 0, so I know that um, you can play this game without um, like kind of playing the other Yakuza games, but it's one of those games that I definitely want to get to because the gameplay, like I said, it, it intrigues me. I heard the story's insane. It's phenomenal. I heard just like the writing is like awesome. I heard, yeah, so it's one of those games I plan on getting to. Uh, I definitely want to do it because I do want to play Infinite Wealth after. So it's probably going to be one of those games when I'm off in the summer. Shout out to teachers. We get summers off. Yeah. Woo. Lucky. That's when I'm going to be paid, my though, busiest. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll probably play, probably play it in the summer. Nice. Yeah. Did you play that, Hodge? Like a dragon? No, because this is one of those. I remember it might have been a year or two, three ago. I don't know. When Game Pass announced that they're having all the Yakuza games on it. And... I remember just instantly being like, I'm never going to play any of them because, again, I'm one of those people who needs, especially when they share, share characters. I know like Final Fantasy, each game's its own thing. You don't have to play, you don't have to play one through six to get to seven. Uh, but Yakuza, I know it shares characters. So I know I would be the person that's like, I have to play all the Yakuza games before I get to Infinite Wealth because I can't just hop into one. So I know I probably wouldn't play like a dragon because I'd have to play all the games before because I'm just stupid like that and have to do it so it's i they seem to be kind of goofy games that probably i would enjoy but yeah i don't i don't want to have to it just seems so overwhelming to get to them right now all right yeah I, man i wanted to run because i have the steel book back there i wanted to run and grab it but there's just not really enough time um but yeah, look, Yakuza Like a Dragon is a great game. Sean, I think you'll like it. I beat it. Um, you can play that without playing the other ones because it's it's kind of like a new start for the series. It's yeah. a new main character. The whole mm -hmm. cast is completely different. There are a couple like cameos from older characters, but um, you can absolutely jump right into Yakuza 7, which is Like a Dragon, um, if you want to. Um, that's a good game. Good pick. Um, anything else that we want to say about that before we move on? Nope. Okay. So the next backlog selection is going to be from me. Um, XCOM 2 War of the Chosen. This is a game that I want to get to in the sometime this year, probably. Um, when, whenever I can get to it. There's so many games, man. We're eating good out here. Um, but XCOM 2 War of the Chosen, I have not played. Um, heard really good things. I am a fan of those strategy type games. I like the XCOM -like type games. Um, this is an expansion. It's kind of like the Persona 5 Royal type deal, where you have the expansion that adds a whole bunch of content, but it's integrated into the main game. So it's all in one package. Play through the 
XCOM 2 story, plus all of the War of the Chosen add-ons. That's something I plan to get to. It looks really fun. It looks really good. I am a fan of Firaxis games and all the stuff that they do. So look forward to that. Some future Games Over Plastic episode number 17 or something, I'm going to be on here talking about what I'm playing, and it's going to be XCOM 2 War of the Chosen, <laughs> hopefully. Um, Sean, um, is, is that doing anything for you? you? You're not a big tactics guy. No, never played XCOM. Yeah, I know that isn't XCOM kind of the game that isn't that what the gameplay of Fractured Butthole was kind of like that kind of move them around to get to the enemy type gameplay where you're kind of on a board. It's the same thing with Midnight Suns. It's like Midnight Suns. Okay, and that yeah. uh, Mario Rabbids yeah. game, kind of that that kind of gameplay. Yeah, that those kind yeah, of what Wasteland Three. Have you played that? No, those that's another kind of gameplay that's I've never like. That's why I like Stick of Truth more than Fractured Butthole because I've never been really in that gameplay style. Um, I'm I'm I've heard that these XCOM games are really great, but it's great for that genre, which is a genre that I'm not really into. So I'm sure that's cool. You like it, but I probably won't ever play it. <laughs> Right on. All right. So neither of you are really too interested in that. That's okay. Um, listeners, if you are out there, well, somebody's here in this. If any of these games are interesting that you've played them, like we're talking about XCOM and Like a Dragon, leave a comment. Let us know, you know, what you thought of them, if they were good, um, if we would like them, if we should play them, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, Hodge, you had a game from the backlog that you plan to get to soon? Yeah, this is a game I've played each one at least four or five times probably at this point if the first one way more than the rest but i want to i want to replay the bioshock trilogy because again even though judas is not a bioshock maybe not a bioshock game um i want to just replay these games before judas comes out because i love them i used to play some games like almost annually and i know i played bioshock the first one multiple times within a few years span so i want to replay these again i haven't played them since i think the that collection came out however many years ago that was like 2017, 2017. Yeah. yeah so i haven't played them since then so i want to replay them again before judas just because the bioshock games the first one is one of if not my favorite games of all time uh so i want to replay the trilogy it's just a good excuse to do it more than anything that with judas coming out so i just really want to hop back into these games i i i know that bioshock 2 is not a Ken Levine game or whatever, but the gameplay is so much fun. It's still amazing to go back to Rapture, uh, the then go to Columbia in the third one. I I just love those games, and I would just want to replay them again. Like, yeah, I Rapture is second to none in terms of game settings. Like, it's the best. But um, yeah, so I just want to replay them. It's not a new backlog game. It's just what's in my backlog, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I love, I like I said last episode, I love Bioshock. Uh, I've only played the first two, um, and I, I think they're phenomenal games. I think the overall environment is just so eerie, yeah. and it, there's just so much to see and so much to, there's so much lore behind it. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I can't recommend those games enough. Yeah, the third one, um, I would definitely recommend playing because it's awesome. But the DLC for the third game, it brings it all together, and it's, it's my favorite favorite dlc probably of all time because my favorite expansion of all time is undead nightmare from red dead but uh in terms of dlc the burial at sea is by far my favorite dlc of all time but yeah right on right on yeah 
Um, great picks. Bioshock, you can't go wrong. One of the best games ever made. Mm -hmm. Top 20, I'm sure. Um, I've played all three of them. I loved them. I did not play Burial at Sea, though. So maybe one of these days I'll have you to should. go and do that. But I I did love all of them. Um, mm -hmm. Infinite was great, too. You know, up in Columbia, I think it was called, the Cloud mm -hmm. City. Yeah. The only thing it was missing was Lando in Cloud City. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Star Wars reference. Um, I did, while you were talking about Bioshock, I did skip away for one second to pick this up here. I got it. Ooh. The Like a Dragon Daiichi Edition, which is day one, Japanese. We oh, got the steel is... book. This thing is this thing's beautiful. I had to get it because it's a steel book. Yeah. Audio uh, listeners, you should watch this on YouTube so you can see the beauty. Check out the YouTube. Man. We got the <laughs> video. It's professional out here. Yeah. But yeah, I love, All right. I love Bioshock. Yeah. Let's do it. You can't go wrong. I think Judas is going to be good, too. Oh, We're looking forward to that. Wait. But I'll, I'll talk about right. Bioshock when we get to our episode of our top five favorite games of all time when that comes out in the future. So look forward it's to that. coming out soon. And that... Look forward to that because we're going to have a special guest on that episode. We're not going to say who it is, but many of the people who listen to this podcast that we know are familiar with this gentleman, and he is a, he is a Chad. I love this guy. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so that does it for Into the Backlog segment. Those are games that we are really excited about playing that we hope to get to sometime in this year. Um, so look forward to hopefully hearing us saying that we are playing it later on and what we thought about it. Like I said, leave a like. If you're listening to this, leave a comment. Let us know what you thought about the episode, what you're excited about, any games that we talked about. If you uh, if you love it, if you have feedback, let us know. If you have any questions, like I mentioned at the start, put them in the comments on YouTube. We may use your questions in a future episode. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to final thoughts. This has been a great episode, I think. We've been going for an hour and 45 minutes. We got to everything that we wanted to cover. Before, um, well, I guess that's what final thoughts is for. Let's go ahead and jump right to you, Hodge. Um, any final thoughts, things you want to get to for this episode? Um, no, another great episode. I enjoy talking with you guys, and I'm looking forward to many, 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 many more. That's many, many there. more, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Hodge, final thought. Or I'm sorry, Hodge, you just went. Sean Mason, final thoughts. No, I'll go again. It's a okay. great episode. Great episode. Really happy to be here. We talked a lot of fun games, a lot of good memories. Shout out to Epic Mickey. Shout out to Star Wars. Shout out to everything, really. You know, I just love gaming. This is we'll awesome. Do, we'll do many nostalgia-based episodes, I'm sure, where we just talk about the games that we played growing up. I'm fully, I'm fully sure of that. Yeah. Um, somebody wrote in on the comments uh, for last episode, and I should have pulled it up and should have had their name. I'm sorry, but you know who you are. And they said that we should do our top game, our top favorite games of all time. And so shout out to you who left that comment. That is coming. Look forward to that. We actually plan for our next episode, if all goes well, will be our top five, top six favorite games of all time with a special guest, which uh, I'm really excited about. So look forward to that. But this has been a great episode. You, you told him, dude. Sorry, I just can't keep it in anymore. All right, with Bill Clinton, so look <laughs> forward to that, guys. Um, but yeah, this has been episode number two of Games Over Plastic. Shout out to Xbox for not being dead yet. Shout out to Nintendo for a great direct. And shout out to you. If you've listened this far, if you've listened to this whole episode, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Um, we love that's you. That's it. Good. We love you. Please clap. Episode two is done. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Sean, say goodbye. Bye. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, see you guys.